I was mentioning that I had some out-of-town uh, relatives in. They came in from Australia and Japan. They're Australian, but uh, some of them live in Japan. And just had a great time walking around the city. And although we often report about how dangerous the city of Toronto is getting, it actually is one of the safest places in uh, large cities in Canada to spend some time in. Go figure. Now, when you hear me say that, and I'm about to tell you that Toronto police data released this week revealed that last year saw the largest total of major crime incidents in a decade in Toronto, it sounds like they don't go together. But the reality is Toronto is a very big place. The population is big. And on the whole, it's a lot safer. By the way, when we're talking about mar- major crime incidents, the category includes a diverse range of incidents, according to the Toronto Star. Not all are serious crimes. They are common assaults, sex assaults, break-in enters, and homicides. And I get it. All of those things are not great. But not all types of crime were up in 2023. This is really shocking. The crime picture in the city has changed. Gun violence has fallen to five-year lows. And I think that is something to celebrate. Yesterday, we were trying to come to the bo- get to the bottom of, you know, why gun violence is down. And uh, our next guest was listening, had some comments about it. Louis March is founder of Zero Gun Violence Movement, who works to keep young people out of crime. He joins the Kelly Cotrera Show. Louis, thanks so much for being here. Thanks for inviting me back, Kelly. So you were listening to our segment yesterday, and you felt that people and organizations working on the streets to keep kids away from the violence were were not getting enough credit. What kind of work is being done at a grassroots level, um, and and what kind of impacts is it having on on our city's youth? That's a serious question. Uh, Over the last five years, we've seen a steady decline in gun violence, homicides, and shooting in the city of Toronto. And that didn't happen by chance, and it didn't happen in isolation, and it's not a one-off, because this is over five years. Uh, Yesterday, I got some stats from the state. Uh, The five largest cities in America, they've seen a 10% reduction in homicides over the last year. 10%. We've seen our trend for five years. So there was a spike in America during the COVID, then we saw that decline for the one year. In Toronto, it's been down for the last five years. Something's happening here, and I think we need to speak to what's going on. In terms of at the community level, I like how you positioned it at the beginning. Toronto is one of the safest cities in the world. There's no doubt about it. I take TTC, and I'm from one part of the city to another part of the city, and I have no fear or no hesitation about where I'm going. However, the difference here is that it depends on which part of the city you're in. In Rosedale, you have nothing to worry about. But if you're in Rexdale, maybe you should. And that's what Zero Gun Violence Movement is about. We have the formula. We have the template to deal with gun violence in our city. So why the difference between Rosedale and Rexdale? What does that template look like? Just to to interrupt. Sorry to interrupt, Louis, but what does that template look like? When socioeconomics are positive, whether it's employment, whether it's housing, whether it's education, these type of, when these things are at the right place, at the right time for the right people, there's no need to get involved in criminal activity. But when you go into a place where you have the total opposite, criminal activity becomes an option for a lot of the young people in terms of the hustle and making ends meet, paying bills, and so on. So 
those are some of the things that are different. And we need to, to identify what's different and close the gap. So it's not that we, we don't know what it takes. We know what it takes, but do we have the political leadership and will to close the gap? Louis, you brought up um, Rexdale. I want to talk about what's going on there um, that has, you know, seen some positive changes. By the way, let's just uh, let everybody know what you do. You're founder of Zero Gun Violence Movement. You work to keep people, young people especially, out of crime. So what's going on in Rexdale and, you know, that is leading to this, you know, positive outcome? We've seen a drop in gun crime. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Okay, so Zero Gun Violence Movement is a network of over 40 different organizations, agencies, programs across the city of Toronto that are working towards this ambitious objective of zero gun violence in our city. Not for some people and some postal goes, but for all. That's what we do. So we have this broad network. We work with the people that are responsible for the violence, people who have done the crime, done the time, I want to make a difference. But we also work with the people that are victims of gun violence. So our perspective might be a bit different from what the politicians and what the police might tell you. We're on the ground. So we see what's going on in Rexdale. We have a group out there, there's a Medienta, that has a working relationship with the Toronto Police Services, an MOI, where they work together to address the issues of young people. We have organizations such as Keep Six, Communities for Zero Violence, One by One Movement, Develop Me Youth, they're all working now together, whereas previously they used to work in isolation. And they're also connecting with government agencies, departments. We have the SafeTO plan, which involves the TPS, Toronto Police Service, the Toronto District School Board, Toronto Community Housing, Public Health, TTC. And it's not at a junior administrative level, at a senior level, sitting around the same table and crafting out strategies programs and policies and actions that address the root causes of gun violence. So before that, were we working largely in silos? They were working in silos. First of all, they didn't trust each other. Information was confidential, Hmm. operational, uh, secrecy, whatever it is. So now they're being forced, well, encouraged to, to sit down at one table working together and now beginning to see benefits of that. Right. A student in a school will tell me at grade six who's in trouble with the law, who's selling drugs. So if students in the school know it, I suggest that maybe the teacher might know something or the admin. Are they sharing that information so that we can intervene? Right. And help these students. Right. So sure, you've got to get in and help that kid who's who's in grade six selling drugs because they're still reachable. It's important. Of course, to, of course yeah. they are. And that's what we're beginning to realize, that invest in the youth, invest in these communities. And that's what we've seen. We've seen this over the last five years, the government finally understanding the importance of this. It's not only a police first response. It's not only a police-only solution. Come on, the police have told us many times that they can't solve this by themselves. Mm -hmm. So, no, they have to sort of reinvent policing where community is an integral part right, of the policing model. And they have to get used to it because policing is not really about being community servants and angels. Policing is about enforcing law, okay? So now we've asked them to deal with mental health issues. We've asked them to de-escalate and not be as confrontational 
in certain situations in certain communities. And they finally got the message, Kelly. Mm-hmm. And now we're beginning to see the benefit. So whether it's Rexdale, in Lawrence Heights, and this is facts, in 2022, there were zero gun violence incidents in that community. Wow. Lawrence Heights, can you believe that? No, that is, that. I mean, that's something else. And, you know, but yesterday when we were talking to, you know, yeah. our, our police expert, he was kind of, you know, inferring that this could be just a blip. Like, it, let's wait and see. You're saying, no, you're seeing some things turning a corner, which is really nice to hear. We, we, we're seeing things, Kelly, that we didn't see three, four, five years ago. We've seen, like, community healing projects where we go into communities and we sit down with people that have been impacted by gun violence. What can we do to help others not get involved in it, and how to do the healing piece. And guess who's leading it? Young people are leading these healing projects. So now we're getting the young people engaged in the solution and not only being part of the problem. These are the type of things that we didn't have five years ago. So would you say that when you you get people involved with the solution, what you're doing also is you're providing them with hope, which wasn't there before, and everybody needs hope, right? Kelly, there's certain fundamentals that we all expect to happen, but when we see it not happening and then we see the violence as a result of it, how did we miss it? Why did we miss it? And what are we going to do about it? And that's what we're seeing with SafeTO, Towards Peace, the Toronto Community Healing Project. We've seen initiatives that we did not have before. So when you see the numbers coming down, I don't see it as a one-off. I don't see it as a blip. I see it we're trending in the right direction, but we still have serious work to do because we can't take it for granted. Because as you've seen from the statistics that were supplied yesterday, the violence in this note is shifting to another type of violence. Less guns, more knives. Right? Yeah. Less drugs, more car robberies. Age Louis, of the people involved. Younger. So these are the changes that we've seen, right? So yeah, we're, g- we're going to have to... Uh... I think we're going to have to book another date to talk about this further because I'm actually at the uh, in my time here with you because I'm at the end of the segment. But uh, we'll talk again soon, and I'm so happy that you could join us to provide the perspective. And it's so it's go- so good to hear that you think we're actually we're we're trending in the right direction, and and this is not uh, going to be just a blip. Thank you very much, Kelly, for having me. You have a great day, Louis March is founder of Zero Gun Violence Movement in Toronto, works to keep uh, young people out of crime.